Welcome to the Tilted Coaching Podcast and I'm your host, Sheila Walsh. My background is in coaching psychology and organisational consultancy. If it has something to do with people, I'm usually involved and interested, whether it is about personal development, professional development, leadership, relationships, managing or anything else that involves the care of people in some way. A friend of mine encouraged me to do this podcast because he believed that I should bring my insights and my understandings into a really simple bite-sized collection and this is what you have today. I hope you enjoy the Tilted Coaching Podcast. Please do rate us if you find it interesting and you can always pop over to our Patreon account to sponsor it. Brilliant. So today we have Tara from the Feel Good Collective on the Tilted Coaching Podcast. And I invited Tara because I'm, I suppose, a little fan of the website and of its purpose. So I wanted to know a bit more about Tara and I wanted a bit to know a bit more about what's behind the website and the Feel Good Collective in general. So welcome, Tara. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Great. Will you tell us, um, both for me and for anyone listening, a little bit about yourself and kind of how the Feel Good Collective came into being? Yeah, of course. So um, my name, as you said, is Tara Tara Moriarty, and primarily I'm a mom of three boys. And um, I have always had an interest in business. So that's the first element of it. Um, it has been something I've worked since I've been I've, I've started working when I was 12. I've always been very entrepreneurial um, in every job that I've done. I've always wanted to do more and just found out a lot more about it. So business is my background. And I started mm. my first business when I was 20. And then I went on to consult and learn basically through working through organizations then from then on. Um, so yeah, I was doing a lot of business consulting and I kind of came to a point where I was like, you know what, I really want to delve back into owning my own business as well and having that comfort, but having that experience of learning as well. Mm. So um, there was the other hand of it was I've always volunteered and helped in a private capacity as well through groups and just in general and with businesses as well. And I was saying like, you know what, I want to start up a business, but I also want to help people. So that's where it came from because personally the products that I sell I've used them from a very young age so I would have attended counseling from the age of 12 mm. and I wanted to I suppose sell products that I truly believed in that weren't just a product to sell to make money from if that makes sense so I wanted to do a double okay. angle where I was going a business and doing what I've always been passionate about but on the other hand I was still in I suppose a subtle way helping people as well okay okay so uh, that's loads so I think it's really important so the beginning was a business background and a business head that was actually the starting point and then it sounds like your personal experience meeting your business kind of skill set it is kind of the the birth child then is the feel-good collective of that okay Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. it just kind of helped me to bring a lot more honesty to mm. what, what my business is. And it does. And I, and I do think that's very important. I think we can be um, sold a lot in, in the industry, the commercial industry. We're sold a lot of products that um, 
I think as well in the self-help industry as well, I did find myself at stages where throughout my life, if I was suffering with anxiety or having any type of trauma, I would get into this hole of buying and buying and buying every book um, that said it was going to to completely change my life. Mm. And I wanted to set up a business that was true and honest and said, look, this will help you with it. It has helped me through years of, you know, um, helping with anxiety or changing habits. But also I wanted people to be encouraged to to actually help themselves and attend counselling and then see the benefits of journaling with that. I really like that. I like that idea that it, and and it's true in the self-help industry, there is some really authentic um, products, practices, things on offer, but there are also you know, a lot of um, things that play on people's weaknesses, as in their fear of their weaknesses um, or their vulnerabilities. So I like the idea that you're, that you're mostly thinking about, you know, what's actually useful and that you use these products, that these are things that you like are standing behind. It's not simply their self-help. So they're on the website. Um, I think that's really Yeah. Yeah. If you look, if you look back on say, oh God, um, what age am I down? So I see when I was 19, Seven, say 17 years ago we had the power of now mm. books that was out um I went through a big phase of, of reading then as well and especially self-help the books are still the same they're just they just look different they're still giving the same information mm. of be in the now be mindful meditate journal you know it's still the exact same context that are in the books so what I've also tried to do is kind of bring it back to the basics as well Oh, I like that. It, and it's true that we, we can often, like, definitely from the, I suppose I'm a bit similar to you. I've probably been reading these books and doing this work since I was about nine or 10. Like I snuck into my parent, mm-hmm. my mom's um, little collection, you know, <laughs> and started there. Um, actually, my, I think my first lot of books was chicken soup, you know, the chicken soup for the, yeah. and then it's like teenage soul or the mother's soul. I read the mother's soul and everything because, you know, I, they were the books I could get my hands on. Um, but I think that it is interesting how it's recycled, isn't it? And, and yeah. that kind of does suggest that it is go- about going back to basics and actually, you know, that the same things work, but it's how we use them and maybe what they're wrapped up in as well. You know, I find that when some, f- when famous people tell us something that's been out there available, maybe from the people who developed the theory or, you know, we seem to buy in when the, when the celebrity you know endorses it in some way and um, yeah and I suppose the other side of it is there is a mentality of I'm stuck in this situation that I'm in mm. you know my life isn't going to plan I have xyz mental health issue or perceived mental health issue and um their life looks great so I want to buy into that and you know I do find that just heightens the anxiety around um what's going on inside with yourself as well and it's it doesn't really give you any clarity. Just kind of, I, I feel like the, the oversell on self self help as well can also bring people back a lot further yes. because you'll find you're saying to yourself, right, I've bought ten of these books in the last two months, three months. I've read them all and nothing has changed. Hmm. What's wrong with me? Oh yeah, yeah. I think, and I think the other side of it is that there's a there's a perception that we should be okay, well, and happy all of the time. And I think that that 
is sold through social media, but it's sold through self-help books as well that say do X, Y, and Z. But there, you know, we're a lot more complex than that. There is sometimes these things can be helpful and sometimes we actually need support. We need somebody looking at our blind spots and sometimes we need yeah. new knowledge that new not like there's a term, have you heard personal development junkie? This, this yeah. kind of idea that we keep consuming and consuming personal development understandings, but do nothing with them or our attempts at doing something with them are limited because our self-awareness isn't actually where it is. Our knowledge has increased, but we haven't necessarily integrated it into the reality of whatever our lives are or our challenges or our barriers are. Um, yeah, and I definitely feel like people don't stand back before they before they buy. Um, mm. They definitely don't learn how to take the best the best use of them. So it's very quick buy culture. So I do try and do that on my Instagram page. I try and share enough, but not too much um, personal experience. Um, but also to try and teach people how simple it is to use the products and how I would use them. Mm. Like journaling. I, I, I put up when I journal at times where I'm not feeling too well myself, even though I sit, my home is full of positive affirmations, mm. products, books. I learn every day. I, I don't watch much television. I watch a lot of podcasts and YouTube. Mm. You know, I do all of that, but I do still have not so great days. And then that's when I will come on and be honest with them. I'm having a great day today. I am going to do five minutes of meditation and I haven't done it in ages and I'm going to sit down and journal because I don't want to stuff in my head today. And I'm just trying to give people an idea. This is how simple it can be. But if you enthrall yourself in all of these products that don't suit you, it's not going to work. Mm. And, and I, I think that's it. I actually really like that about your Instagram page. Um, was I liked that although it's a product page, there's a connection to it. Like it, it doesn't actually feel to me like you're selling anything. It feels like you're actually sharing yeah. such a different feeling. I don't, I don't want to do that with this business. And it's funny because it frustrates me at times. But um, when I go on my business side, it frustrates me. But um, I, I have ran businesses for people for years and especially product-based businesses where I've grown their brand or I've grown their business to sell huge quantities of stock. And with this one, I just wanted it to be more, I suppose, real. I, I wanted to sell self-help products, but I didn't want to play on, on people's anxieties and their fears. And yeah. I think that I would have had to have been very manipulating to do that. Hmm. Um, it's just not me. It's not in me. And like, there are a lot of times where I say to myself, Sarah, you really could have jumped on that bandwagon there and you could be doing this and you could be doing that. And I do kind of self-doubt myself. And then I go back to saying, I don't want it. Mm. That's not the point for you. That's it. not your mission in, in your business. Yeah, I've never had a massive value on money because it's never really, I, I, I am very I suppose, self-aware that I have to work on myself before anything outside can make that much of an impact mm. on me. I suppose. You know, I'm happier and content with being happy and content. You know what it's, Yeah, yeah. No, I... I yeah, no, I really get that. And I, I really, so, so one thing you don't know, because I suppose we haven't really chatted before this is about two years ago, I looked up at, I considered setting up the exact same business for the exact same reasons. Yeah. yeah so that was one thing that made me fierce interested. I was like, oh my God. And, and I put it aside because um, I didn't, 
yeah, I didn't um, enjoy the, the product side of it. That was the truth. I was yeah. like, oh, I actually really like working with people. Um, and that's where I'd rather put my energy. But about two years ago, I was looking at something very similar for, well, actually, I would say identical, um, probably not as beautifully branded um, as you have it. But the same thing, because I felt that there is a need for something that, something that, first of all, was Irish-based, because a lot of the access we have like I end up ordering stuff internationally so often to get a good quality, yeah. what I call a support. So whether it's a book or a journal, um, I order internationally for two reasons. One is the better selection I have. And two is the price point. Um, I find a massive difference in Irish price points in products. And then the other thing was I wanted to develop a relationship with the product. So as in exactly what you're talking about, how you use it, as opposed to this is the thing that's going to fix everything. It's actually how you use this is going to have an impact on your life. Um, mm. So I suppose I'm totally behind the idea of it and I love how you're doing it because there are other businesses doing something similar-ish, but I, I would say that the relationship with the product isn't being um, utilised or understood the same way that I see you do it. Um, yeah, like I think I that's so have, important. I could have kind of at the, at the beginning when I started the business, I kind of, you know, I did want to tell my story, I suppose, and, and I did park that then after a while because I didn't want either my business to be, to be revolved around. I, I do find there is an element, especially on social media, that if you have any story, any story, no matter how small or big it is, then you can commercialize it. And um I was just very conscious of that and something you you tapped on there as well about price as well i in my experience and i'm just this is just my opinion at, at times in my life i've been highly anxious very very anxious i tend to spend money a bit easier mm. um i tend to not focus on those things and be a bit freer because i'm looking for that little boost of something you know mm. um but then it then it can get you into debt and it can make you re re resent doing that because you know when you're not doing stuff like why do you spend all that money on expenses so i do try and tax my prices i can sell um a journey for 45 euro they are all available i can't justify it though mm. you know, mm. just can't, i can't justify it i want everybody to use my product mm. and and i I suppose the, the price point piece, so I don't mind when somebody spent, like, you know what, we, we spend crazy money on runners or shoes or handbags. Like, we all have a thing that we spend more money on than we do maybe other products. And I don't think there's anything wrong with investing it in ourselves in this way. What I, what I was finding um, was that the companies that were selling it at that price who were having access to the stuff that I wanted were big international companies. They weren't... I wasn't paying a little extra so that, that a local provider was, was benefiting or, a, you know, or it was coming back into our economy. Yeah. So I, I kind of, it's not the, it's, it's, so yes, it's the price point, but it's beyond that. It's that if I spend something that's going to be good for me, I want it to have like an impact on my community, on, the, on a small business owner, on, you know, I, I don't want to be feeding the large internationals that bring the money elsewhere, especially as a little island like Ireland. And, yeah, and it is hard. Yeah. And yet when I was buying from the, the companies that were based in Ireland that were bigger, the money was going elsewhere, but I was still paying more. And I think that's where the international options were competing really well, because it wasn't like I wasn't giving the money to a local business. 
do you know I wasn't taking it from a local provider to, to yes. spend it internationally I was taking it from one international provider to the other with a massive difference yeah. in price point you know um, like there is definitely this year there is a massive influx in self-care which is so brilliant mm. um it, I there's a lot of Irish businesses after coming over to self-care and journaling and and I think it's just it's just brilliant that we're really starting to break the stigma as well and mm. we're kind of keeping it back home um obviously like there are barriers to small businesses like any other products books especially you just can't get them down to an excellent price unless you're buying huge quantities mm. like anything but books you you can't can't order a hundred of um certain books because a new book will come out next week and it'll be the best thing since sliced bread and you know there has been definitely the last year a, a big influx in people sharing self-help books um so it is very hard to bulk buy in that sense now i do find that so i do i do try as i can to keep it basic and keep the price as um as low as i can for people i suppose keep it local as well yeah and and i think i suppose that that's the the, the piece around business that i think is important is that if we're paying that extra I would have a, a keen interest in it staying in our economy and I'd have a keen interest in it benefiting somebody like you, like benefiting someone who's gone to this effort to create something of real worth. Um, and and yeah. I think that we're getting a bit more aware of that in Ireland. I think we're getting a bit, we're, we're understanding that actually when we spend money in Ireland, it benefits those of us in Ireland. Um, and yeah, yeah and I just... Like, Go back to what we were saying there a few minutes ago. Like I suppose I could, like there is always the case of I could um, go online and say, look, this has changed my life, you know. And it's just, you know, I am happy the way it is. Like I, I'm happy to sell products that I know eighty percent of people that watch me can use, mm. um, regardless of their intellect or you know it's not going to it's nothing is overcomplicated but it is effective you know that kind of way so I want to yeah. kind of keep expanding that now I, I am trying to do my own journals at the moment mm. um I saw that own. yeah that's, that's very so, like, cool I imagine you've been thinking about that for years or for months at least <laughs> oh for a very long time like you know what it's funny because um I shared a couple of months ago I recently moved out and I um had I was looking through boxes one day and I found a box of my journals from back to when I was sixteen. I hadn't realised that I had checked each year in one box. Mm. So I had uh, about twenty, I suppose twenty journals because sometimes you separate them out and stuff like that. So I had a quick fix through them one day, and um, just a couple of months ago, and I was like, you know what, I really do need to do my own journals because I have twenty years of journaling every day. Mm. that has helped me through huge things and like a lot of the attributes that people would compliment me on of my personality I, I think a lot of it is down to journaling counselling and self-awareness um so yeah I'm excited about that <laughs> oh brilliant brilliant no I, I think that that's it, it was funny I saw that post and it made so I had so in my parents home I have a like a box of those journals for the I was like this is really similar just a box of I wouldn't say every day but a box of journals and even now from the last year I have two or three because of using them in different ways that are that are running out now um but yeah. there is something about 
I see journaling as part of integrating our learning. Um, whereas I find we outsource a lot of the time, like we go to, so it's brilliant to go to a counselor who helps us come back to ourselves or to a coach who helps us come back to ourselves. But there's also a piece where in between those sessions, when we're living our lives, how are we bringing ourselves back to ourselves and how are we having that conversation with ourselves? And I think journaling is probably the most basic thing to adopt to do that and the most affordable thing to adopt to do that is just that mm. conversation with ourselves so regularly that we get to know ourselves and therefore we we can make better decisions yeah and even if you are attending counseling i think journaling is journaling is one of the most valuable tools when you're attending counseling because mm. um i have always found that you know, the day comes, your counseling session is at two o'clock and, you know, some days you're there thinking if you've got, if you have them booked regularly and you're like, what am I going to talk about today? Mm. And, and you do forget about what happened during the week because maybe a few things happened that, that upset you or a few things triggered you and you do kind of forget a few elements of it. I do find journaling very good and I would have brought my journal with me and said, you know, this is definitely what's happened. There's sometimes I would send a page of my journal to my counsellor if it was a long, you know, I, I've always had the same counsellor, but I might send her a snapshot and I'd say, look, can you just remember this for next week because this is exactly how I've been feeling the last two weeks. It's put it out my mouth. Mm. Oh, I really like it's, that. It's thunder. Oh, yeah, I know. And the weather's terrible here. So I'm going to ask you before we finish, I'm going to ask you for three of your kind of, your either your favorite products and why, like what they help with, or the three most impactful things that you find have helped you on your own journey. So you can mix and match between that double-barreled question for us just to give okay. our listeners a chance to kind of go, right, well, this is what I'm leaving this podcast with this understanding. Um, the the, the no two most handiest, the handiest products, <laughs> the two handiest products and they're, not sexy, but they work. Um, one is just no card and pen and get into a habit of doing it every single day. I can tell you, it would just give you that sense of calm that always reminds me of if you're getting a massage or you're in a bath with that really nice, oh, lovely breeze. Um, and the other thing is um, an eye pillow. It is so handy. It's like, you know, we, we're so busy rushing around that we never get to just sit there and relax kids are going to bed, just sit down on the couch, put the eye pillow on, take the tension away from your head. If you can't put the please. what on, sorry, say that again. An eye pillow. Oh, an so eye, eye pillow. pillow. Sorry, that's me in the accent. Okay, so an eye pillow. Okay. Oh, that's actually yeah, a lovely I idea. Find them so resourceful and people don't like if people are always saying to me, I can't meditate because I can't close my eyes, put an eye pillow on. Oh. Like you know, that's the darkness there. If you've got a tension headache, sit down and put an eye pillow on. Um, if you can't sleep, put an eye pillow on. You know, it's, they are so handy. But okay. it's that, um, it's the, the slight weight on it as well. It's, it's these unsexy products that really, really have an impact. And just because they're not made, the brand new itching and they don't look mm. deadly. Like, you know, we really need to go back to that. Um, and the other thing is, it's just to have common sense, I suppose, with yourself. And I found be, becoming very self-aware has been the biggest thing in my life the last say, 10 years. Or so it's just having the common sense to say, you know, I, I'm not able to sort this. I'm mm. not going to continue this for another six, seven years or 10 years. Or am I going to be 60 here going, I have spent my whole life um, living with anxiety or living with this X, Y, and Z. 
have to, I suppose, bring an element of I call common sense because I, I can I, I am very snappy with myself sometimes and go, hang on now, sorry, you can't sort this, pop on to yourself, call your counselor, book an appointment. I'm very like that. I I, I very like pop on Sarah. Okay. It's not working, you've tried it now too long. Journaling isn't working, let's Just take the complication out of things. Just have a bit more common sense. You can't fix this, find the solution for it. Mm. Oh, I love that. So your three is pen and paper, eye pillow mask, and common sense when you can't when you're not managing it the way you'd like it to be managed, get your supports in place, take the action that's needed. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, Tara, that's fantastic. Thank you. That's and and I didn't see that. I did not see the eye pillow coming, so that's fantastic. I'll be buying one now for sure. It's so I think of that. Oh, I need to order one now. I put them up right now. <laughs> do, do. That's fantastic. Okay. Okay. So um, we're going to leave it there because it's short and snappy. Um, yeah. and thank you so much for coming on. And all your the notes will be in the show notes for anybody who wants to pop over to your Instagram or to your website or wants to get in contact with you for future podcasts or interviews all the details will be in the show notes is that okay brilliant thank Excellent. you so much for having me all right thanks a bye million. all right bye-bye Thanks for listening to The Tilted Podcast and I'm your host, Sheila Walsh. If you'd like to sponsor The Tilted Coaching Podcast, simply pop over to patreon.com slash tiltedcoaching and sponsor the podcast for as little as a cup of coffee a month. If I didn't say it correctly, pop over to the link in the bio, visit the Patreon page and become a sponsor. Thanks a million.